You know, one of the biggest reasons that the church is not transformational externally in society is because its people are not transformed internally. We're going to talk about that today in what I call the overflow effect today here on God's Plan for Living. Welcome to the God's Plan for Living podcast, where I give you a simple roadmap to living your ideal kingdom life. I'm Matt Tommy, your host. Let's get started. Hey, my friend, so glad you are with me today here on God's Plan for Living. You know, I have found myself uh, in a kind of unique situation over these last uh, few years. I'm somebody that grew up in the church. I worked in the church for a lot of years uh, in pastoral roles and as, as a worship pastor, as a youth pastor, as as a, a leader, you know, in, in churches and and uh, loved the presence of God, still love the presence of God in worship and, and church folks and, and all the culture that goes around with that. But, you know, one of the things that has frustrated me the most uh, over the years is seeing the lack of effectiveness of the church in society. In fact, I think one of the greatest demises that we have seen uh, within the, the latter part of the 20th century and, and all of the, the 21st century is the, you know, the, the church just being reduced to uh, a group of people that are either on one side um, out there fighting for social justice in the name of Jesus, uh, but lacking his power and authority. And on the other side, people vying for power and vying for political influence and that sort of thing on the other. And the world and and those of us who are sick of it are, are kind of left in the middle going, where are the people who have been transformed by the power and the love of God? Where are the people that are walking in the power of his might? Where are the people that are demonstrating the power of the kingdom every day so that people can come to know the life-saving love of Christ and walk in the fullness of the kingdom that he died for us to participate in here on this earth and in, in the life to come. I think the major reason of that is because most of the way that religion has taught people to live has not been focused on internal transformation. It has been mostly focused on external transformation. That is behavior modification. Do th- Get saved so that you don't go to hell and then do things differently uh, in your life, whether you feel like it or not. And I have found in my own journey, and you know that if you listen to this podcast and have, have read my latest book, God's Plan for Living, you realize that there are a lot of people in the church, most people in the church, I believe, who are just holding it together, who are just trying to do the best they know how in hopes that something is going to change. But listen, my friend, nothing is going to change and the the church is going to continue to experience the decline that it has, at least in the West, unless we get serious about teaching people how to have an internal transformation with the power and presence of God based in who God says we are, what he says we can do, embracing our unique design, and then allowing him to reveal the assignments that he has for us in the kingdom uh, at the right time and in the right way. It's all about what what I've been writing and talking about is God's ideal. And listen, I believe that when a body of believers starts to understand who they are in Christ and the uniqueness of what he's called them to do, guess what? There's joy. There's fulfillment, there's passion, there's energy, there's maturity that comes. Listen, that's how the church is going to grow. That's how 
society and people's lives are going to be transformed, not by people who are barely holding it together, just attending church out of obligation and and trying to practice religious behavior management. That does nothing. In fact, it does worse because it, it just convinces people in the world that all the stuff that you're talking about every Sunday morning and all the things that people are saying they believe, they really don't believe because it's not showing up in their life. Their soul is saved, but their life is the same. And my friend, that is not at all the life that Jesus died for us to walk in in the kingdom. In fact, Jesus said very plainly, I came that you might have life and that you might have it to the full. And so that when we would experience that life transformation, transforming fullness in our life, guess what? There would be an overflow into the lives of others. Jesus did not call you to invite people to church. Jesus did not call you to get people to join an organization. Jesus did not invite you uh, to convince people to do behavior management. Jesus did not invite us to try to get people into a political party or establish power structures in culture. Jesus came that we might have life and that we might let that life overflow to others so that they would be so drawn by the Holy Spirit and the beauty of what God's doing in your life that they couldn't help but be changed and transformed in that moment through the love of Jesus, through your life. Listen, God could do all this by himself, my friend, but he chose you and he chose me. And so unless you and I are purposing in our heart to lean in to our identity in Christ, lean into the embracing and understanding of our unique design and faithfully walking out our assignment as the Lord leads us. Listen, we are, it's a pipe dream. <laughs> it's a pipe dream to think that the 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 way that church is, is operating in this generation is gonna continue any more than our generation. Yeah, the church will always be here until until Jesus comes. But this what we know of church and the structures and the and the and all the the trappings that go along with it. Listen, my friend, it is dying. It is on the way out. And there are people just like me and probably just like you that are looking for something more. And here's the thing, I've just I listen, we stumbled onto this in in helping people over the years in our artist mentoring program. We just stumbled on the fact that, hey, if you can get people's heart healed up, if you can get them understanding who they are in Christ and then get them connected to the thing that God designed them to do uniquely and just give them some practical tools to do that, guess what? Not only are they going to be excited and they're going to be transformed, uh, their lives are going to be fulfilled. The people around them are going to go, oh my gosh, what is happening? Your life is totally changed. Listen, we've had so many people over the years who get this revelation And it's not about being an artist. It's just about, again, connecting to who God created you to be. When you do that and you can start living out of that place of fulfillment and design and identity and actually start walking with the Holy Spirit to accomplish the things that he's showing you every day, my friend, your life changes, the people around you change, and life gets a whole lot better. Jesus is glorified. The kingdom shows up. Listen, that's how this thing is designed to work. When I was writing um, God's Plan for Living and uh, you know working on the manuscript and everything, I had a dream 
in the middle of that. And in the dream, uh, I saw a guy that was standing on a porch, kind of in a busy area. It almost reminded me of like, um, I don't know, one of those Western, you know, kind of movies, like they're standing out there on the porch, you know, in, a, in, in the town. And man, this guy was ringing the bell. He's trying to get everybody to come in. And uh, ring the dinner bell. Come on in. Ring, ding, 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 ding. And everybody was just walking by, looking at him. Like, ah, there they are again. And nobody came in for dinner. People were just kind of going about their, their business, kind of doing the same old thing. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what is that? And he said, that's the church. They're standing out on the porch, ringing the same old bell, trying to get everybody to come in. But they, they've, they've been hearing that bell for so long. And yet the thing that the bell ringer has promised has never shown up. The dinner has never come. <laughs> the fulfillment has never come. The connection has never come. And so people have learned to ignore the bell ringer. And I think that's where we are in, in society today. And, and I think that's where the church is. It's over there ringing the bell, doing all it can from marketing to shame to manipulation to, 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 to power structures to getting involved in the community to trying to be the next Rotary Club or, or whatever in, in, in social justice and trying to you know take up causes and all this sort of stuff, all in an effort to be relevant, to try to get somebody to come and see what they're doing to pay attention. But listen, the gospel has never just been only, um, you know, a come and see gospel. It's never been about getting people to come to our meetings and do our thing. It's always been a go and tell. Jesus said, what? Go and preach the gospel. That is, you've been transformed to be an ambassador of transformation. You've been healed to be an ambassador of healing. You've been reconciled in order to be an ambassador of reconciliation. You know, the second scene of, of that dream was then it, it shifted and I saw people um, out in like the fields, you know, like in the kind of the highways and byways, if you will, two by two, three by three, carrying gifts. And some of them had, you know, just all sorts of of different gifts bundled up. Some were oils and ointments, healing balms, and and others were, you know, just other kind of practical gifts. And they were going around and they were meeting people where they were and offering them these gifts and transformation was happening. And guess what? As, as they offered them the gift and they shared the gift that they had, people were changed. People were transformed. And guess what? They joined them and the crowds grew larger and larger and larger. And I said, Lord, what is that? He said, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. I want to transform people so fundamentally so powerfully inside that they are confident that they can walk with others in the body of Christ to take the unique thing that God's put on them out into the world and just offer it as an offering and be so crazy enough to believe that in the offering that I would take that almost as the, the two fish and five loaves and multiply it and accelerate it on behalf of somebody else. And then in that moment, transformation could happen. And in that moment, lives would be changed. And in that moment, a transaction would happen where someone would be willing to and desirous of leaving the old way of life in, in, in an effort to be able to receive the new gift of life 
that they've been shown by somebody that's carrying a gift and walking in an assignment and knowing who they are in Christ. Listen, that's the overflow effect. That's how the church grows. That's how transformation happens in society. Not by trying to to grow more churches, not by by trying to, you know, do more of this or that, trying to get people to to bite off on, on our particular brand of Christianity. It's one by one, you and me being transformed by the love of God, joining arms with others who've been transformed by the love of God and walking in the thing that God has put on your life in order to release the kingdom. And listen, when you do that, guess what? The church is going to grow. You know, instead of trying to figure out how are we going to grow the church? How can we get more people to attend? I would say quit, quit focusing on that. Quit trying to get people to church. Quit trying to convince people to come to one more self-help sermon. You may say, well, man, I, I just, I can't believe, I can't believe you're saying that. Yeah, I'm saying it because listen, if good songs and good preaching and good marketing and big buildings and all this stuff was going to save the world, it would have done it years, generations ago, but it hasn't. It has created a huge amount of people that made one dime decisions not to go to hell with no ability of how to walk in the fullness of the kingdom now. And it's built institutions instead of transformation. It's built institutions instead of real, relational, one-on-one, life-changing impact. You know, Jesus wants the world transformed, but he doesn't want it transformed through power-hungry people that are just trying to, to establish their opinions in the name of Jesus. He wants the kingdom established in our hearts and when the kingdom is established in our hearts, it will connect us with others who, who have the kingdom established in their hearts. And influence will go out from there in a beautifully unique and, and, uh, and empathetic and relational and pure way. And the church will be built and life will be different and people will be changed. But it all starts internally. Again, lasting transformation in the kingdom happens internally before it ever manifests externally. You know, I'm just, I'm at the place in my life uh, where I'm tired of seeing faithful Christians either be fickle spectators or turn into haters that are just done and, and fed up with church. I know that there's more. I've seen people walk in more. I'm walking in more. I'm I'm hoping to train people to walk in more. And the more we keep propping up uh, Western church the way it is now, and the more we start, we just keep propping up event-based culture that get people to make decisions with no ability to walk in lasting transformation, no equipping, no real discipling, no real empowering and releasing people to do the thing uh, that they're called to do, the more that we're going to see the same old junky results that we've been seeing uh, for the last, um, you know, 50 plus years in in our culture, as long, as long as I've been alive. Listen, I believe that God is up to something right now in our generation. 
And I believe that there is a revival afoot. I believe there's a move, a fresh move of God that he wants to release uh, in and through us. But I don't believe that it's necessarily all about events and church meetings. Although, listen, I hope churches are overflowing with the love of God and with the glory of his presence. But listen, I believe that this move is going to be one of equipping and empowering people to be who God really created them to be. I believe it's a a raising up of, of, of fivefold ministry leaders who will actually lay down their agenda and their desire to build their own kingdom and help to to really establish and build the kingdom of God in people so that people can be the ones that are carrying the kingdom and releasing the kingdom, not church leaders trying to convince everybody to bring everybody to their building to build their kingdom. I believe it's a revival of his presence. I believe it's a revival of identity, a revival of the practical walking out of who we are and what we're called to do. And at the same time, a revival and a resurgence of relationships. Listen, I'm tired of walking into church every week, seeing the same people and and walking out unchanged. I'm tired of just, uh, you know, cell groups and home groups and just the the same old way that we've done it. What about if we actually started doing life together? What about, I know this is crazy. What about if we weren't just church friends, we were actual friends? What about if, if we actually had dinner at each other's houses? What about if we actually shared life? What about if we actually did things together in a way that built real relationship? You know, I can remember growing up and when when you're when you're mad at somebody you were at church, you know, you're a kid, you're like, Well, I I love you, but I love you in God's way. In other words, I'm mad at you, but I gotta love you because I'm here. Listen, I'm tired of that. <laughs> I don't and listen, I don't think Jesus is looking for that from us. He wants us to be so transformed by his love and so willing to look at others through his love that we're willing to lay our lives down for one another. We're willing to walk with each other in the cool of the day, in the heat of the moment, in the in the struggles of life, in the joys of celebration, on back porches and in backyards, at, at barbecues and around the pool, at work and at the park, wherever it is, just doing life together in a naturally supernatural way so that the kingdom is among us. And listen, Jesus says that in that moment where two or three are gathered in my name, that is, when you're doing the thing that you're created to do, when you're loving others, when you're just in the moment of life, yeah, that's where I'm going to be. I'm going to be among you, and I'm going to blow your socks off with what I'm going to do in and through you as I overflow my kingdom in and through your life. My friend, if you're still listening to this podcast and you're you've read or are reading God's plan for living, I know that you have the same heart as well. And I want to invite you to begin to pray. Don't just pray for a move of God. Don't just pray for revival. Pray for God to begin to move in you. Pray for God to begin to so move and so draw you to himself that you would be convinced more and more of who you are in him. Pray for the scales of your eyes to be removed. Pray for all the baggage 
to be released so that you can begin to allow the Holy Spirit to uncover the beautiful, unique design that he's placed inside of you and give you faith to give God baby step by baby step. Yes, yes, yes. Every step of the way as he uncovers and reveals the assignment that he has for you. Listen, my friend, Jesus was convinced that uh, the transformation of humanity and the releasing of the kingdom could happen uh, with just three years of ministry and pouring into 12 people. And I'm just crazy enough to believe the same thing. It's not going to take a huge amount of people to really get this message of the kingdom and really get this message of God's ideal to turn the world upside down. And that's all we're trying to do. <laughs> Listen, my friend, I love you. Thanks for being here with me. Be sure to hit the subscribe button, the like button. Leave me a comment. Uh, let me know that this is, uh, you know, that is speaking to you, that it's encouraging to you. Uh, let me know if, if uh, you've got some thoughts. I'd love to hear those. If you got questions, put them in the comments and I'll consider those for other episodes that are coming up here on God's plan for living. Bye.